1: Nathaniel How you has- doing, Alex? I'm good. I'm really good. How are you tonight?
0: <laughs> I'm doing really good, thanks.
1: That's good. Nathaniel, tell us a bit about your ministry because it's actually really cool. It's it's yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. In one word, <laughs> tell us about it.
0: Awesome. Well, my ministry. It's it's a funny kind of a question because I I guess I see my ministry as the the ministry of reconciliation talked about in two Corinthians five. Yeah. To, to it, it talks about uh the ministry of reconciliation and really I I guess that's what makes. Uh, my ministry, what it is, it's it's called the normal Christian life, mm-hmm. and I see it as every Christian's ministry, which is to imitate Jesus, right? So yeah. we're called to actually, he says, walk as I walked. You know, first uh, John two six says to imitate him. To so so it's like the commissioning of each Christian. Is to imitate Jesus, mm-hmm. and that means seeing Jesus move in every part of our life. That means yeah. if we're in a train or, or or at work, we actually have been empowered to share our faith boldly, to even pray for the sick and see them healed, to see people come to Jesus yeah. everywhere we go. And sometimes, uh, I know your show's set at youth, which is awesome because <laughs> I, I still like to call myself youth. But I think sometimes we think, oh yeah, the pastors can do it or the older people, or yeah. but you know, what yeah, every single one and of us
1: experienced and. That's yep. right. But
0: every single one of us are called. And I'm seeing sure. uh, a whole movement of young people in Australia starting to wake up to the reality that Christianity is not like an app you put on your phone mm. and, and simply uh, you know, scroll and click it every now and then. It's a brand new phone. It's an overhaul. It's our <laughs> whole lives, right? And yeah. so I'm seeing a whole stack of young people that are falling so in love with Jesus yes. and, and seeing people impacted by the gospel Everywhere they go, and there's testimonies coming back of of just radical stuff, yep. and so it excites me because my ministry is very simple: it's to love Jesus, to know I'm a son, to represent Him. And we've made a whole stack of videos because I happen to to have some experience in filmmaking. They're called the Normal Christian Life, and they follow cool. different Christians' walks of life out and about, seeing God do incredible things through their lives. And it's just called the Normal Christian Life because I guess that's what it should be, right? If yeah, we're to imitate Jesus, it should be normal. Yeah. It's,
1: well <laughs> a normal Christian life lots of us kind of get trapped in our own little lives and just think you know th- this sure. is for other people this isn't sure. for me I'm not called to evangelize right. I get real awkward with people <laughs> you know so that's that's really cool so we can find out more um the normal Christian life on yeah, Facebook just search and that in YouTube. YouTube
0: or Facebook it'll come up
1: cool. I love your videos that you post so Mm -hmm. you make these all yourself because you're super talented and have done all that kind of stuff. This one I've been looking at um, is how many new years do you have left and at the start of the video it's really cool. There's like Mm. a bunch of uh, people and the dates of you know when they could potentially go kind of pops up and I find it um, kind of a really eye-opening because you don't yes. realise how much time someone else has, so you need to get up there yes. and a, share the gospel. it's but a sobering image, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, with, so true.
0: With uh, so the image has uh, numbers floating above people's heads of it, it, it's people in a crowd, and it's like the potential years that they may even have left. And that sounds like a confronting image, but God knows the number of days every person has, and the reality mm. is everyone around us only has so long to live. And in the eyes of eternity, right? Yeah. We, We forget that that, that's a reality and we so often live for the now and the here and, you know, the what are we going to buy? Who are we going to buy it for? What are we going to do? All that kind of stuff at at the expense of realizing the importance of each moment in the eyes of eternity. Ephesians 5, it says to redeem the time. Yeah. And, and so often we forget that and we live for the now at the expense of the eternity, forgetting that everywhere we go, there are people, maybe even at our workplaces across the table from us with maybe suicidal thoughts or all kinds of stuff. And, and they may even just be thinking, God, are you even real? Do you even exist? Yeah. And yet how often have we been, you know, in, in a train with someone like that or, or, or a, at a workspace and we don't even have the, the ability to share because we're so crippled by fear or we we, we're thinking about what we're going to do on the weekend or yeah. and, we, and we forget about the reality, the sobering reality of eternity. So, and how do you
1: start that conversation? Absolutely. Like, How do you get it going? Because I always yeah. find that like a bit of anxiety at the start. Like, what do I do? What do I say? They're going right. to think I'm weird. Right. What would you suggest?
0: Well, for me, I'll say two things. For me, I had this realization that God approves of me. That he loves me and that he takes pleasure and delight in me. So often we're, Alex, we're trying to find our value in other people in this world. Yeah. Um, because we don't really believe uh, that we have a value in God. We, we might believe that in a cognitive kind of, you know, level, yeah. but to actually take it to to the word and go, God, I want to believe this, because what happened to me was the fear of man dropped off because I believed God approves of me, yeah, and and then I wasn't living to approve uh, for man's approval, yeah. And that so you changes.
1: Don't care. I don't care if think right. I'm weird,
0: right? But, God but, loves but, me, but yeah. it was a reality, and and not only that, but but it wasn't like a shrugged off. I don't care in in in, in Kind of a defensive way, but I, no, I care about you so much. I love you so much because I'm starting to see how Jesus loves you, and and even in that place, what starts to happen is we're not. Um, governed by this thing called being politically correct, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> like, the other night I went and saw Paul the Apostle, the film. Yeah. And I, I, at the end of it, God just put it on my heart, and my heart was beating fast, but I stood up in the cinema and preached the gospel. Wow. And and I mean, That is I, awesome. I, I know, but it was, I mean, it, <laughs> I know I couldn't do that because I tried for 10 years, con- uh, condemned as a Christian, convicted, and always thinking about me, but when I realized what he did at the cross, mm. it, it blew my mind, and I realized, wow, he set me free. Yeah free from fear and so even in this Paul the Apostle film I stood up at the end and just shared a simple message and I, I didn't know if people were going to boo me or, call, or tell me to get out and they all clapped at the end of the film <laughs> so but but That's in awesome. answer to your question Alex how do we start a conversation so often we overcomplicate complicate that yeah. and I would say just start somewhere ask someone how they're doing you know if it's Easter time you can say hey what's the meaning of Easter yes. you know do you know what Easter means and and you might find the person doesn't know or maybe they say I know a little bit about it and yeah. it can start up some dialogue asking people What they need prayer for is an awesome opportunity or just simply telling someone how much God loves them. Do you know how many people I've stopped in servos or or just wherever I'm going and I've said to them, hey, I want to let you know today God has you on his heart so much. Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. And sometimes that's all I'll get to say someone's in a line But I tell you what uh, 30 years ago My dad was someone And and he was having suicidal thoughts that day He wasn't a Christian And someone stopped for him And it changed his life forever Really? So absolutely Every one of us We don't realize the impact That one moment could have And we're so worried about How it's going to turn out But when we realize how much he loves us That perfect love casts out all fear Suddenly we're overwhelmed With an eternal perspective For every person around us Man,
1: preacher This is so good (laughs) Right I think sometimes we get stuck in thinking, you know, Jesus healed people. Sure, Jesus spoke to people about everything. But that was Jesus. Jesus, yeah, that was two thousand years. Right. Well, who am I to do what sure. Jesus did? Sure. Can you speak into that Absolutely. and just tell us about more about what you do and yep. going out to the streets and telling people about uh- that?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I'll say this too. I appreciate you know um, a lot of people say things like that. You're, you know, you're an awesome evangelist, or you're very brave, and but you know, I, d- I don't really know what I am, but I know in terms of proper evangelist. But I know I'm a son. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> True. And, and and that's the amazing thing. I'm not thing. a son. I'm a daughter. <laughs> Amen. Come on, and, and that's the thing, right? Uh, When we know who we are and we know whose we are, suddenly it's, it's not about how qualified we are, what position we have. Are you a pastor? You actually realized it's Christ in. Us, mm-hmm. the hope of glory, and so I, I would like to speak to everyone listening to this who who maybe maybe even you've been saved for a couple of months, or maybe you think I'm too young. I would say stop disqualifying yourself because yes. the Great Commission, when Jesus said, "Preach the gospel to all creation," it wasn't the great suggestion, yeah. right? <laughs> and it was for all believers. Yeah. And I, I I'm seeing a whole. Plethora of young people in different areas of Australia and around the world who are realizing that Christianity isn't just an idea to apply to my life, mm-hmm. but it's giving my life up to have the Holy Spirit live in me, and that looks like something. And we, and we see in Romans eight nineteen, it says, "All creation's waiting in eager expectation for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God." Yeah, and awesome. and as you said, you're a daughter, I'm a son. All creation's waiting, and so as young people. There is an invitation for for all people, really, but but I'm speaking to the young people listening to say, Jesus, I want to follow you boldly. I want to be a bold witness of the gospel to share with my friends and family and and with everyone and Mm. to have a relationship. That's what's really important, that we would pursue a relationship with God, our Father, that it wouldn't just be an idea, but we would come to him to say, God, I want to know you. Yeah. As it talks about in Matthew 6, 6, he says, get alone with God, shut the door and seek him in the private place and he will reward us in the open.
1: Yeah, and And what awesome. does he reward
0: us in the open with? The Holy Spirit with him. Yes. And then we, we shine the light <laughs> in the darkness, right? You never hear somebody say, hey, could you turn up the darkness a little bit, yeah, right? It's they a say, bit turn, too light in here. <laughs> right, they say, turn up the light. And yeah. so... When sons and daughters of the living God would go into the darkest places knowing whose they are and who they are, they would be amazed by what starts to happen.
1: Yes, this is so good. Thank you so much, Nathaniel. It's been awesome having you in the studio tonight.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio
0: on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.